I am the king of rock. There is none higher. Sucker MCs should call me sire. Sorry Gabriel made me say that. He got an Adidas tracksuit for Father's Day and he thinks he's the only white member of Run DMC now. Gabriel has a show in Sunder, Washington on June 19th. June 21st and 22 he will be competing in a comedy competition at the Hard Rock Casino in Lake Tahoe. Winner gets $2,000 but if you don't make the finals you don't even get a hotel room the second night. Ha 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 ha. Mr. Big Shot professional comedian is hoping he doesn't have to sleep in his rental car on Saturday. Ha ha ha. If I was capable of joy I think I would be experiencing it right now. June 24th to 30 Gabriel will be in Las Vegas at Brad Garrett's Comedy Club in the MGM Grand. For more info and for all of his show dates go to GabrielRutledge.com. It's tricky to rock our rhyme, to rock our rhyme, that's right on time, it's tricky, it's tricky. Episode 25 of Happiness Isn't Funny with Gabriel Rutledge starts right now. And now here's your host, Gabriel Rutledge. Check, check. It is tricky. Run DMC is right. Check. All right, rolling. I did get a uh, Adidas. It's pronounced Adidas, robot lady, not Adidas or whatever you said. Uh, I got an Adidas tracksuit uh, for Father's Day yesterday. And uh, you, you might see me wearing the jacket around for sure. I don't know if I will rock the full suit in public, uh, but... Man, I felt like a different person when I put that on. I was like, I mean, yeah, a little bit of Run DMC. Also, uh, the singer of Corn rocks uh, an Adidas tracksuit. I was reminded by Facebook. Uh, but I just, I kind of felt like a, I don't know what, a scary Eastern European gangster. I wanted to say my friend a lot, like, my friend. You don't want to upset me, my friend. I will make life very difficult for you. What accent am I doing right now? It's not important, my friend. I am foreign. That is all you need to know. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, I see people in the airport wearing, like, full sweatsuits or whatever, tracksuits, and I'm like, man, that looks comfortable. But uh, I have, I'm not I'm not quite ready. I'm not quite there. Maybe maybe in a couple of years I'll be uh, I'll be ready to rock full comfort in the airport. Excuse me, my friend. I believe uh, I have the window seat, 14F, my friend. Recording at home, doing a home podcast. Uh, Last week of school, I don't know how I'm going to, it's going to be a little tricky to uh, record some of these podcasts. Uh, when summer starts, uh, I'll figure it out. Or maybe I'll skip a week here and there. It's a free fucking podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just me and the cats right now. Buddy and Don, Buddy and Don. Don't put them outside, they'll shit in the lawn. 
Uh, they're getting, they're, you know, Don's still on Prozac. Uh, you know, we put him on the Prozac because he was being too aggressive to uh, Buddy, the other cat, and uh, it's just switched now. Now Buddy's picking on Don, and uh, Don is, I don't know, it's like the Prozac took his alpha away, and he's just like, he fights him, but he's like, ah, who cares, man? I get it, yeah, rawr, rawr, who gives a fuck? This Prozac's got me chill. The, the other night I saw Don just, you know, sitting on the back deck, watching the sunset. I was like, whoa, what are you, what are you doing, big cat? What are you doing back here, Don? Watching the sunset? And he was like, you know, life's not always amazing, but it's really a miracle that we're even here, you know? It's just a collection of moments. That's all a life is. It's just a collection of moments. Hopefully there's more good moments than bad moments, but, you know, you really got to take time and acknowledge when the universe gives you a gift. And I was like, holy shit. I'll have what you're having. <laughs> and then we laughed and then we licked our assholes. Well, he licked his asshole. I tried, and I didn't even get close, to be honest. And then I was like, there's not enough yoga in the world, Don. <laughs> we laughed again. Oh, we have fun over here. The uh, end of the school year is kind of, uh, it's kind of rough because they just cram all these activities into the last two weeks. Like, like even today, I got a, Maisie's got some sort of singing assembly. Or maybe she's playing violin. I'm not a good dad. Okay? I don't know. No, she, I think she's doing both. I think she's singing and violining, not at the same time. Um, but uh, she's quitting violin, by the way, which I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled she's quitting violin. Like, if she loved violin, uh, I would uh, say, yeah, keep doing it. But, I mean, she's practiced negative four times in her whole life. She doesn't care about violin. So I'm glad she's not bringing that with her to middle school. Uh, I mean, I, I like going to these activities at my kid's school. It's nice to see the moments, but it, there's a lot. There's too many. There's too many. I, I did field day, which is like a day last Friday where, you know, there's all these like, I don't know, potato sack races and. You know, I had my station that was like one of those things where you, I can't even describe it. It's like a a scooper that you throw the ball back and forth. Uh, although, I mean, I put this on uh, my social medias, but, uh, you know, trying to be a good dad, volunteering at my kid's school. And this kid comes up to me and he's like, uh, you look really tired. And I was like, oh, well, that's kind of how I look all the time. And he was like, well, that's unfortunate. And then he just left. And I'm like, get it. Go over to the sack race, you little asshole. I don't need your judgment right now. That's what I said to him in a bullhorn. And then they asked me to leave. Uh, 
It also, I mean, some of these, look, sometimes I feel like there's something wrong with me because I see, I look around and I see the other parents enjoying their kids and like orchestra or whatever. And uh, they just have a look on their face of, 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 of joy of look at my little, look at little junior, look at little Sawyer, look at little Hunter, look at little Emily, look at little Olivia. Uh, and I, I have that too, like when my daughter does plays, because I think she's pretty good at it. But have you heard children play instruments? It's awful. It's they, uh, the third grade, uh, I actually recorded it. The third, the third grade, which I guess next year I'll have a third grader. They played recorders. Those little, I think we called them tonettes when I went to school, but they're like recorders, like, and it's, I mean, they, they should have a, they should have a pregnancy test that plays a song if you're pregnant, <laughs> but not, not like a twinkle, twinkle, little star baby song. They should be like third grade recorder song because everyone, I mean, it's always congratulations you're having a baby, which is true. You are having a baby, but the baby part is over really quick. And then you have a kid, a kid who, whose ass you have to wipe and who even after they start wiping their own ass, they don't flush all the time. And <laughs> you have to go to school assemblies and listen to the play recorder. That's what I think the test should be. Like you pee on a stick. You wait 90 seconds, and if this song plays, congratulations. parent you did it wait what's that it's gonna be twins Pregnancy test can't tell you if you're going to have twins. Oh, but uh, there's a very there's a wide variety of uh, responses <laughs> to a pregnancy test. Like it could, you know, it could be a couple that's been trying for years and they're really hoping it's positive, or it could be someone who's like, if this thing has two blue lines, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. And uh, I think I've had both those responses to pregnancy tests, which, by the way, um, I mean, after the pregnancy test, you got to go to the doctor anyway. But I would say uh, go to the dollar store. 
all uh, all of our pregnancy tests were purchased at the dollar store, and they were all just as accurate as the other ones. Actually, I remember in the very... Fuck, I can't remember. I don't think we were trying to have a baby. Or maybe we were. Yeah, it was... Okay, yeah. Uh, we are pregnant uh, with my son, Johnny, very quickly. Pretty much immediately after pulling the goalie. Uh, pregnancy. But we were... I remember going to a grocery store, Ralph's, uh, here in Olympia. And they made... It was like... You had to, like, uh, ask to get a pregnancy test. A guy had to unlock. I mean, are people making meth at a pregnancy test? I don't know. It's not a purchase you want to bring employees in on. Anyway, he unlocked the thing. We got a pregnancy test. And then that same dude, we came back to the store and he asked us, like, he didn't ask if uh, 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 she was pregnant, but it was like, oh, did everything, uh, everything, he made some comment about our previous purchase and we were like, well, that seems wildly inappropriate. Um, and then I noticed that guy didn't work there anymore. It wasn't because of us, but maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe he wasn't the, uh. Maybe we weren't the only ones he was asking follow-up purchase questions on. So what was it? Do you have a baby? I saw you buying Sudafed last time. Are you, uh, is your nasal passages cleared up? Did you enjoy that cake you bought? You bought cake and Diet Coke. That's kind of weird. Anyway, I work at Ralph's. I don't I don't know why any grocery store employee is uh allowed to talk at all about any purchase because even when it's not inappropriate it's just a dumb stupid conversation. My wife and I just went to Costco. Yeah. Okay, we still go to Costco together. That's how you keep the magic alive. Samples. Maybe a dollar 50 hot dog. Afterwards, maybe a chicken bake, maybe a frozen yogurt. That's how you keep passion alive. Actually, the hot dogs are not how you keep passion alive because I get really smelly burps if I eat those. That's not, you don't need to know that. My point is we bought a bunch of shit and the guy's like, oh, you're having a picnic? No, we're not having a goddamn picnic. We're just buying watermelon and some chicken patties along with hundreds of dollars of other shit. I don't... Why? Every purchase is not a mystery for you to solve, checkout person. I don't I don't want to buy tampons and ice cream and have someone go like, Whoa, is the ice cream for you or... Shut up! Just be quiet! Even if I'm buying one item, I don't want to comment on it. <laughs> I also, this might have more to do with me than the checkout person. I just realized. Because you ever, you ever have the checkout person, well, they'll be like, I don't know, if you buy a candy bar or something, they'll be like, do you want me to leave that out? Meaning not put it in the big bag? And I never say yes. I'm always like, no, 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 put that in the big bag. And then I fish it out when I get it to the car because it's like admitting, no, that's, I'm not going to eat that Twix bar on the ride home like a fat pig. 
That's for a, a friend coming over later who likes Twix. I would never eat that garbage. Put it in the big bag. Let's, we're bringing that Twix bar to the picnic. That's the only reason I bought it. How dare you assume I would just eat an entire Twix bar in my car like an animal. If I, st if I worked... Oh, I used to work at a grocery store. Never made it to Checker. But, uh, yeah, it's all who you know. Never had the connections. Uh, I think it would be funny to... <laughs> Just say entirely weird, random shit based on what they bought. Maybe maybe for after your two weeks notice or when you decide you don't want to work there anymore. Just like, ah. <laughs> oh. Wine, Twix bar, and scotch tape, huh? Looks like someone's going to get drunk, stick a Twix bar on their ass, and tape it shut. Anyway, have a good weekend. Ah, tortilla chips, hummus, and deodorant, huh? Looks like someone's going to the first orgy. Have a good time, kids. I'm getting fired later. I don't I don't want the conversation. I don't want the guessing game of what I'm going to do that night based on what I purchase. Uh, looks like someone's going to eat a bag of chips before they make it home. I don't need I don't need that. I will say uh I'll, I live I think it's a state. I don't know if it's by state. Most of the places in where I live, and I think Seattle, uh, you have to pay for paper bags. Well, I mean, they want you to bring your own bags, but that's that's not going to happen. Uh, I am not going to bring my own bag. Uh, not over, you know, it's not like moral reasons I'm not bringing my own bag. I'm just never going to do that. I'm never going to have the four with, wear with, I'm never going to wear with four with all to bring my own bag. I'm not. Uh, I mean, I think there's probably some in the trunk of the, uh, the van anyway. I just don't bring them in. I don't, I don't know. But, uh, so they're a nickel. It's a nickel for a paper bag. And the checkers act like it's $5 a bag. They're, cause they ask you, they're like, would you like to pay for bags today? And, uh, I say, yes, yes, I would. And then so what do they do? They cram 98 pounds worth of food into one paper bag because I guess they think I can't spring for another nickel. Like, paying for paper bags is the closest thing I have to fuck you money. Give me a stack of bags. I don't give a shit. Here's a dollar. Keep the bags coming. Like... I appreciate you looking out for me, but I, you know, I just spent $18 on a suitcase of Bush Light. I'm not good with money. Like, keep the bags coming. I appreciate you tr trying to save me a nickel, but it's, that's not going to help either one of us. Ah, case of Bush Light in a paper bag, huh? Looks like someone's going to let their basement sex slave have a fun weekend. What? Can I talk to your manager? I am the manager. I'm Ralph. And you might you might be thinking, hey, you could avoid all of this uh, awkward chatter by going to self checkout. But uh, self checkout sucks because uh, it never works, ever.
Unauthorized item in begging area. Yeah, it's me. I'm the unauthorized item in the begging area. I don't fucking work here. So then the person just has to come over anyway. Even the machine, by the way, goes like, would you like to pay for a bag? How many bags do you have? Do you have a nickel on you? All right, go ahead and take one. Just one! Ah, hot grocery store riffs. That's what this podcast is apparently about. Uh, This podcast episode has a sponsor. If you would like to sponsor an episode, it's $5. Act now before it's $4. Um, Yeah, you, uh, you can sponsor an episode. I'll give you a plug for whatever you want, pretty much. Um, uh, you know, Gabriel at GabrielRutledge.com if you have any – if you want to do that or if you have any podcast questions, comments, concerns – um, or any of the uh, social medias, hit me up on those. Uh, this podcast, as uh, the last few have been, I can't talk. This podcast episode is sponsored by Casey McLean's last show for a while, while, while. Uh, Casey McLean, yes, from the Casey McLean podcast. Uh, he is doing uh, a show at Shakabra Java in Tacoma, Washington, June. 30th. He's closing it out. Doing 40-something minutes. Tickets are free. But you have to make a reservation. You can go to Shakabra Java's uh, Facebook page. Easiest thing to do. I'm going to put a uh, free ticket link. You just have to make a reservation. Uh, I'm going to put that in the podcast episode notes. Go check out Casey uh, at Shakabra Java, Sunday, June 30th. Um, reason it's Casey's last show for a while, 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 while is, uh, him and his lady are having a baby. I know. I'm also disgusted by heterosexuals, but they are doing it. <laughs> I'm kidding, but it is kind of funny that, uh, I, uh, I think I went to like two gay weddings and then I went to a straight wedding. And then when I, when I got to the straight wedding, I was like, what the fuck is this? This is boring. Uh, I like gay weddings better. But anyway, uh, congratulations to Casey. Uh, man, I remember, I remember, I remember that weird feeling of not knowing what the future held. It's like, uh, like my son right now is, uh, he knocked somebody up. No, he didn't. He... He's talking about college and having a job and his future, and I remember that feeling of, like, it's all hypothetical. You don't know what it – you're just imagining having a job. You're imagining going to school, and you don't really know what that means. And that was the same feeling I had before I had my son because I'm like, I think I know what it means to be a parent. Uh, But you don't. You don't really understand. I mean, we read every – parenting book you could read i mean my wife read every parenting book you could read and i skimmed several of them and uh we still i mean you know everyone knows babies wake up in the middle of the night uh to feed you're gonna make them a sandwich uh (laughs) 
to breastfeed. Babies wake up like every, you know, it's every couple of hours, which is why sleeping is so hard with an infant. I, <laughs> again, my wife and I, 28 years old, had read every parenting book you could read. We still thought in our head we would have to wake up our infant son to make him eat every couple of hours. Like that's, we didn't think like, oh, he's going to wake up screaming every couple hours because he's hungry. We're going to have to like nudge him and be like, time to eat, little fella. I know you want to rest, but it's snack time. This is for your own good. Uh, like you're waking up your kid to give him medicine in the middle of the night. Uh, yeah, we, that's, you just don't, there's things you think you know that you don't know. And I'm sure Casey's not as dumb as we were. I'm sure Casey has uh, read the analytics on parenting. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it is, it is, uh, it's, of course, every hypothetical thing is not what you think. Um, some of the most amazing moments of my life, by the way, are, are from being a parent. It's, you know, it's truly the full human experience. You know, it's, uh. But I guess it's just not the moments I thought it would be. Like when you're imagining, when you don't have children and you imagine what having a child will be like. I don't, I guess from, I don't know, sometimes for men, I think it's like, I'll play catch with my son. Or I'll have a daughter and try and turn her into a son. <laughs> or, uh, uh, you know, they'll somehow share interest with me i'll teach him to ride a bike and we'll have this great bonding moment it's just not sometimes that happens maybe i'm just not pushy enough i don't know but like i happen to love baseball um i mean the seattle Mariners don't make it easy but yeah i love i love baseball okay my kids not only don't love they they don't even know which sport baseball is. Like, if I was watching baseball, I think two out of three of them would say it was the game of baseball. And one of them would say, why are you watching basketball? They just don't care. What am I supposed to do? Sit them down and be like, no! We're going to go over the infield fly rule again! This is important to me. We're bonding right now. No, I just go, okay, whatever. Uh, I have to, look, I have taught my children to ride bikes. Uh, well, <laughs> sort of. Like, I'm trying to teach, I think most eight-year-olds can ride a bike, but Olive just turned eight, and she is not quite there yet. She hasn't done it a lot. But I'm, I'm literally like, hey, let's go ride your bike. And she's like, no, I don't want to. I'm like, don't you want to learn? Don't you want the independence of being able to scoot around the neighborhood or go down the street with your sister? Or, No, I don't want to. I almost fell last time. It was scary. I'm. It's not this moment that you see in, in, in movies where, where or TV shows where I'm like running along, holding the bike, and then I let it go, and they're biking by themselves, and what would you do if I sang out of tune? It's not that. It's me going, come on, 
Let's learn to ride a bike. And Olive going, no, I don't want to ride a bike. It's scary. I don't want to do it. And also not represented in TV shows and movies about teaching your kid to ride a bike is having a son with physical delays who couldn't tie his shoes until he was like 10. And so he learned to ride a bike last year. He learned to ride a bike at like maybe 15 or 16. Yeah, I was running behind him trying to keep the bike going, uh, which is a lot harder when the person weighs 160 pounds or whatever he weighed. I'm not good with numbers. Probably more than that. Uh, so anyway, yeah, of course, there's tremendous moments all the time being a parent, but fuck, they are not the ones you thought. I did a uh, I did a show in Raymond, Washington. Hello, this is a commercial word for Anchor Podcasts, the easiest way to host your podcast. Um, if you don't have a podcast, congratulations! You probably have an enjoyable life full of friends, family, and fun. Uh, but if you do have a podcast, um, I'm sorry, and you should use Anchor Podcasts. Uh, it's easy, it's free, uh, they distribute everything for you, they give you sponsorship, which apparently is just talking about Anchor, I guess that's their sponsorship, but I don't want to brag, but I make, you know, maybe six bucks a month doing this, so, worth it? Of course it is. Uh, go to anchor.fm or the Anchor app. We now return to another riveting episode of the Rutledges. A couple of days ago, uh, Raymond Washington is next to South Bend, Washington, where I lived uh, until I was 11, before I moved to the big city of Olympia. Um, and it was, uh, I guess the Raymond show was okay. It was pretty good. <laughs> I, was, uh, I did it with Mike Coletta. Uh, we had a good time. Uh, right when we pulled, this is, it was very Raymond, right when we pulled up, uh, a guy, a family in sort of a, you know, not like a piece of shit car, but kind of an older car pulled up, this chubby kid wearing pajama pants, jumped out of the back, ran up to the box office, talked to someone, ran back to the car yelling, we can't go in, you have to be 21! Uh, so apparently it was going to be a family night out on the town, but uh, they couldn't go because the theater wanted to make money and serve alcohol. But uh, that's I, that I, <laughs> I moved when I was 11, but I have a lot of memories of people wearing pajamas in public uh, in my childhood. I don't think I did, but who knows? Uh, the show was okay when I, you know, not a packed it's a beautiful little theater, but not packed, but also not empty. Um, but it was, uh, there was a guy kind of yelling shit in the beginning. Like every joke I would do, he would like yell out, you know, like I, you know, I, I said in a joke, I was like, oh, I, uh, I mentioned Cinnabon 
started following me on Twitter. And the guy in the crowd would yell out like, or was it Krispy Kreme? And I'm like, what? No, it wasn't. These, what are we doing? Just like yelling, you know, so he yelled out a bunch of stuff in like the first 10 minutes or so. And honestly, everyone else was, <laughs> there's at one point, uh, I'm going to play the recording. You might not be able to hear it, but I mentioned, uh, I had mentioned the, I had mentioned bird watching. And it took me a second to realize, and I don't even know if you can hear it in the recording, a guy in the crowd in the joke afterwards was just doing bird noises. And then the other drunk guy uh, started yelling some more stuff. Well, I'll just play it. Like, look, when I was 35 and I would walk into a locker room, (laughs) are you making bird noises? I'd say something. I'd say something back in bird noises, but I think we have to mate then. I don't know. <laughs> One of the only times we've been heckled and not human. So thank you for that. <laughs> As a group, Raymond and surrounding areas, have we been out of the house before? let's talk about bird noises i i can think of three times because i guess apparently i i have a joke now about birds i used to have a joke about my kids sounding like crows so three times i can recall people coming up to me after shows one was in a restaurant i was in after a show and he was like oh it's uh it's a pretty uh pretty good crow noise you got you want to hear mine It's just like some dude in overalls in rural Canada. Just in the middle of a crowded restaurant is like, ah, ah. I'm like, that's great, sir. A couple months ago, I think it was Dayton, Ohio. A guy comes up and starts doing all these crazy animal noises. I mean, don't get me wrong. They were amazing. He's like, oh, you want to hear a horse? But it was like, it was so, it was amazing. But it was also... It's such a uniquely male thing. Like, no woman is ever going to fucking come up to me and go like, oh, you want to <laughs> hear my chimpanzee noises? Like, there's men boys just walking the planet with their animal noises, waiting for a time that like, oh, someone brought up animal noises? Well, check this out. That's my dairy cow. Like... It's hilarious. So this this guy in the crowd hears me bring up birds and is like, well, now's my time. This is my moment. And he starts chirping away like an asshole. And then the other, the guy with chirping was not the guy who had been heckling the whole show. That was the other guy who started talking. And, uh, you know, as you heard, I told him to shut the fuck up, which I felt a little weird about because I was, it wasn't a clean show, but it was a little older. 
And I thought, I don't know, but it worked. Like he he did shut up the rest of the show. So I, I felt a little weird telling the guy to shut the fuck up. But, you know, we got a good audience response and it did work. And then after the show, <laughs> after the show in the lobby, I was talking to uh, the people who had been at the show. And the guy, I don't know, he didn't say I was the gay yelling shit, but I kind of like, oh, that's the voice I heard. He came and talked to me, and I realized I had told a special needs man to shut the fuck up. I didn't mean to, but I'm pretty sure I yelled shut the fuck up to a special needs person. And uh, I don't feel great about it. I mean, it did work. He did stop talking, but like, oh, no. I thought he was drunk. I thought he was just, like, drunk. And I think he was born drunk. And uh, I don't I don't feel great about it. And then to add, uh, just to make that worse, my special needs brother's teacher from when we lived in South Bend, Washington was at the show. She came up and talked to me about, you know, how fondly she remembers my brother, Joel and my mom and how she was a young teacher. And they taught her so much about being a special ed teacher. And in the back of my head, I'm like, thank you for all you've done to help my brother. I'm sorry. I just screamed at a special needs man, shut the fuck up in a theater. I don't feel good about it. I really don't. Uh, I just couldn't, I mean, it has happened before. Like there's times where you're being heckled and you can visually see, or you just realize like, oh, this is, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with uh, uh, someone with special needs. This was not one of those times. I just thought this the drunk person is commenting on everything I say like it's word association. Like I say, you know, I say Cinnabon and he says Krispy Kreme. It's like word association. Oh, shit. I don't know. I, you know, as a brother of a Down syndrome person, uh, I really, I, uh, <laughs> I really let the team down. Sir, you've got to shut the fuck up. Oh, boy. I guess it's not my first time yelling at uh, someone with a handicap. Uh, because actually one of my uh, one of my finest, I guess finest moments was uh, I was in Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, it was the open mic which no offense to Little Rock and Little Rock comedians, but that's probably the worst open mic in the country. And the way they do it is they have the open mic and then the regular show starts at like eight and uh, everyone does like a show. I mean, I headlined it with like a 25-minute set or whatever. So I'm like the 12th comedian on stage. And this blind lady, and you're like, well, how do you know she's blind? Because she had the stick and she was blind, okay? And... uh she was like ruining everyone's set. She was just like, I mean, not heckling like you suck, but just like loud, shitty comments to everyone. And uh, 
she was kind of just ruining the night of comedy. And then she at first was quiet when I was up there, and then she started going back and forth with me. And then I <laughs> to to a visually impaired heckler, I said, "I wish you could see how annoying you are." And uh, it killed. It got such a like big response that like I realized, oh shit, I can't leave. I still have to do ten more minutes, and uh, clearly that's going to be the highlight of my set. But uh, I feel okay about that because that was just a, you know, that was a mentally not handicapped woman who's being an asshole. And uh, I responded accordingly i guess but yeah telling this poor dude to shut the fuck up i feel bad i don't feel good about it i mean it did help the show but i'm like oh that's not that's not what i want to do with my life you know what my wife uh this weekend wasn't home because she was uh she was being a volunteer counselor at a grief camp for children and so um, I like to think in the next life, um, you know, we're going to get joint credit for karma. You know, just like we have joint checking. If my wife's an amazing person, I should get partial credit for that. That's my best hope anyway. Uh, all right, we're going to wrap it up. I got to go uh, <laughs> listen to my daughter play violin for the last time. Um. It sounded sad the way I just said it, but it's actually good news. <clears throat> anyway, uh, rate, review, subscribe. Please leave me a rating on uh, iTunes or anywhere else. I appreciate you. You're a good person. The people who listen to this podcast are the greatest people in the world. That's just science. It's been proven. Talk to you next week. Show's over. We're done. Bye.